0: This is the Koabui
1: Show. Koabui Show. Co-A-Bui is an author, international speaker, and entrepreneur. He started his first business selling music CDs in high school at the age of 16. He then went on and built several businesses. He is the founder of River Design, a marketing company that helps businesses get more exposure online and offline. He has appeared on TV, radio, newspaper, and magazines from around the world. He has written and published several books and created various products. Koabui is also an international speaker, corporate trainer, and speaks on topics of business, entrepreneurship, motivation, health, marketing, and online business. You can check out his blog site at www.koa-bui.com. And now, your host, Mr. Koa
0: Bui. Bui. Hi, my name is Kowa Bui, and welcome to this podcast. I would like to introduce you to a man named Blair Singer. He is a legend in the sales space. He has written the sensational Book called Sales Dogs uh, alongside Robert Kiyosaki. Um, he travels around the world training people on how to become a master salesman, the art of sales, and how to live life true to your potential. So without further ado, here is Blair Singer. Thanks. So uh, Blair, I really appreciate your time. Um, a true honor to be interviewing you. Uh, I saw your I saw your book uh, Sales Dogs. I think I read it about ten years ago. Absolutely love the book. You know that's uh, that's how I saw you. And uh, yeah, I love what you're doing. You know, you're out there, you're training a lot of people. So uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And, and by the way, thanks for
1: supporting all those folks out there that are trying to go out there and live their dreams. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. And then whatever support and education you bring them, it's a big help. So thanks for doing
0: No problems at all. Yeah. Let's uh, let's light up the darkness, shall we? <laughs> all righty. So, um, so you're known as the uh, you know the master salesman. Everyone knows you. As the guy who's conquered the inner voice, and um, he knows how to sell. He knows how to, you know, um, help people achieve their dreams in becoming master sales. But let's back up a bit. Um, why do you think sales is important for those who don't know about sales and, and you know the importance of it? Why do you think sales are so important? Well,
1: I, you know, it's 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 critically important. It's not just important in business; it's important in your life. Um, I tell a little quick story: is that when I first I moved to hawaii many years ago when i got out of university my first job in sales i was terrible i actually almost got fired oh, wow. but they had this they had this song you know, yeah i was horrible. i was terrified <laughs> and so they right i mean you know it's like yeah I, and they, there was a sign on the wall in the in the in the sales office it says very common you may have seen it, it says salesmanship begins when the customer says no just begins when the customer says no. I go, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, you know, everything's good. You don't have to sell too hard until they give you an objection. Now you got to start selling, right? And that's what I thought it meant, which it kind of did until I actually went out and started. We had to make brutal cold calls selling very difficult things to sell. Mm. And if we could do that, then we we had to qualify Mm. to actually go to sales training. And if we couldn't do that, we'd get fired, and they wouldn't send us to sales training. And I was doing terribly. Wow. Um, I'm what were selling? A, uh, huh? We were you selling, selling selling desktop calculators. <laughs> oh wow! Desktop calculators, you know, those, they kind of look like typewriters. You know, those yeah, D yeah. like yeah. pads on them, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, I think the cheapest one was a hundred nine. This is back in the early eighties. The, the 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 cheapest one was one hundred ninety five bucks, yeah. and the most expensive one was twenty five hundred bucks. And and so it's like. So all you know you try to sell you know, they can they could go someplace down to a uh an office supply place and get one for 50 bucks i'm trying yeah. to sell one to 200 and it wasn't even as good as the 50 dollar one yeah 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 so anyway it was obviously a test to see if you could do something and so when i went out there and really decided i had to get my act together and to, and start making cold calls and and going through doors, and people say, "Get out of here! You don't know what you're talking about. Your product it sucks. You know, stop hate when people like you keep bothering me. You have no idea what you're talking about. You know, you know, you're you're from the mainland. You know, white Caucasian guy and, yeah. and Hawaii. You know, which are, which is 98 percent Japanese, yeah. and a little bit of Chinese, yeah, and some some Hawaiian. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I stick out like a sore thumb, right? So you, yeah. you know, holly boy, and go home and th- and, and after a bunch of that, I'm just. I went back to the office after a day or two of that. I looked at the sign that says "Salesmanship begins when the customer says no." Mm-hmm. Then I, what I realized is that the the toughest sale of all is not selling a product to the customer. The toughest sale of all was me selling me to me because I wanted to quit quit. I go, this is stupid. I can't do this. I'm going to look like an idiot. People keep telling me how awful I am. I, I just got used to it. you know. So so the the tough sale of all is when you start telling yourself you can't do something. When you tell yourself, I'm not good enough. I can't. I'm not smart enough. All that stuff. That's what happens when the customer says no. Mm. Not about the customer yes or no. It's about what's going on in your own head at that moment. Mm, mm. Well, I realized that and when I realized that salesmanship begins, the customer says no, because the toughest sale of all in sales, commercial sales, any kind of sales in relationship is you being able to sell yourself back into the game, stay with it, don't give up, live your, go for your dreams, make your corrections. That's the hard part because it's so easy to quit because quitting is a great option. And the reason quitting is a good option is because the minute you quit, the pain is over. Mm, mm. The pain ends right then and there. You just want to tap right? out,
0: don't
1: you? Yeah, you just want to tap out. But, but, but that's the sale, right? I'm, I'm, one more call, one more call, one more call, one more call, right? So what I learned very early on is that the reason sales is so critical is it because sales, the toughest sale of all is you selling you to you. And as an entrepreneur, uh, if you can't sell, first of all, there's no income. Sales equals income. Yeah. I go over the all over the world for the last 25 plus years, and I can tell you that anybody that complains about not enough money, the that not a good lifestyle, you know, I'm not getting what I'm worth, all that stuff, it's always the same reason they can't sell. They don't know how to sell it. They don't think it's important to sell, and that's why businesses fail, not because they don't have good products.
0: Mm.
1: They just can't do that, and it's not because I can teach people the skills. But the, the, the toughest skill is to manage the little voice in your head that says i quit, I can't do this, you know, customer's an idiot, it's not my problem. You know, all these things that, that go on. So I, um, that's why sales is number one. That's mm. why it's the most important thing. And, and if you are in business… By going out and actually selling, you're accomplishing two things. You're generating income and you're also reprogramming your own head so that you become more strong, more resilient. I was at a program once many years ago, oh, a fellow, but you might not remember this name. His name is Dan Kennedy. Dan oh, Kennedy.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, a leg- writer, yeah. yeah legendary uh, direct response marketer yeah. and a great mentor and I love the guy. And he did something was, we were in a room about 200 people and he and he said, how many, right in the middle of the, doing, talking about marketing, <laughs> in this room have done door to door direct cold call sales?
0: No one. <laughs>
1: no one's done that. No, no, no. He says, I want you, okay. And if you've done that for more than, if you did it for months or a couple of years at a time or whatever, stand up. And so I think that out of 200 people, there were about, oh, about 15 of us that stood up mm. in the room. And he looked around the room in silence. And he goes, I'm just going to tell the rest of you sitting here, I know most of these people. And these people are clearly the highest earners in this room.
0: Wow.
1: He goes, and he said, because that's the background he came from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: he, and he said, because it builds an emotional strength, a spiritual strength that will allow you to keep going. And, and so I go on and on and on about why sales is number one. If you get nothing else, it's because if you don't sell, there's no income, there's no income, there's no business, no business, no fun. Yep.
0: <laughs> you know, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, tr- I truly agree with what you're saying is that, you know, sales is everything, you know, it's not just about making money, but it's all, also about pushing your ideas out there. It's getting other yeah. people to, to join your team. It's so many, it's so many, um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's,
1: that's a really good point.
0: It's a really good point. It's
1: like, some people think that it's just about flogging a product or service, but yeah. you're right. It's about, about recruiting people to be on your team. Why would I want to be on your team? Yeah. You know, raising capital from investors. Mm. It's even about what I, in the old days of my trucking business, mm. <coughs> excuse me, it's about going to the bank and begging them to give you another line of credit so you can make payroll. Oh. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah all of that requires selling skills yes. and yeah. And you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you're going to get your dream, if your dream is of any size, it's going to require other people to support you. And the only way they going to support you, if you can sell them on the benefits of them supporting you.
0: Mm, 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 definitely. Okay. So, um, so you started um, a Korean sales, you were in Hawaii, and then you uh, were selling calculators, and then you built lots of confidence, right? Okay, and then eventually, um, did you meet Robert Kiyosaki then, and then you wrote? Yeah, 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 What happened there? What was, uh, how did well, you? Well, so we, so the company I worked
1: for in those days no longer exists, it was called the Burroughs Corporation. Okay. In those days, there were the big three computer companies.
0: Okay.
1: IBM, a company called NCR who's no longer around national cash register company and Burroughs. They were the big three
0: okay.
1: um, and office supply products, office machinery. Xerox was number one back mm. then. Robert was working for Xerox. He was a sales rep for, for Xerox doing exactly the same thing I was doing for Burroughs in a different line. Of view, right. Okay. We didn't even know, we didn't even know each other. And so, once I was able to sell the calculators, go to training, then we started selling computers and sold some of the first disk-based mini computers in America. Actually, mm-hmm. and, I, and I got really good at it. I, you know, I was top of my game for a while there, and then, um, but always had the desire. Never had the desire to be in a, cor- a corporate employee, so mm-hmm. wanted to have my own business. So as long as I was making my sales numbers. I didn't have to show up in the branch. Right. So we opened a little surf shop in Waikiki yeah. down on uh, next to the Alabama shopping center and a uh, little surf shop. Uh, and, um, and so I would make my sales calls and then I'd go work in the surf shop part of the time and I'd go make sales calls, etc., cetera, et cetera. Mm. So one day I'm in the surf shop by myself and Kiyosaki walks in. Now I didn't even know, I didn't know it was him, just like there's a six foot two six foot three japanese guy yeah. walks in with a briefcase you know he's got a black blazer on and a black t-shirt and i'm going what the, what the? he's trying bad. to get me a, and he's trying to get me to buy he, he had these velcro nylon wallets so if you read rich dad poor dad that yeah, was his yeah. business, right yeah. so he wants to get he wants me to buy the wallets from him to sell in my store shop. Oh. that's how we met and um I, try, I was just cracking a joke and I just said to him, because like, I'm kind of sarcastic, I said, uh, I said, dude, I go, my customers are surfers. Yeah. They have no money. What would they need a wallet for?
0: Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I was just trying to crack a joke and he didn't think it was funny at all. He starts yelling. <laughs> really yeah. like, You don't know anything
0: about you and your partner.
1: You don't know anything about business. You don't know anything about retail. I go, wow, that's pretty interesting.
0: Sales approach. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how you handle rejection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yell at your customer until they buy, and um, and I did. I bought him actually. I did. I ended up buying him. Nice. He He had a pretty convincing argument, and bought him. And uh, we didn't sell very many of them, but we we became really great friends. Really great Mm. friends. It was he was the one that really got me started on the personal development portion of my of my life. Mm. Um, This was back in the early '80s. Got me. He and my business partner, a couple other people, got me to go to my first personal development program, which mm. totally changed the trajectory of my entire life. Um, what was the That's, how, that's, that's how, huh? What was the program? It's still being taught today. It's called Money and You. Money mm-hmm. and You. Okay. Money and You. And it's taught by a uh, – it was created by a fellow, by a brilliant genius of a guy by the name of Marshall Thurber. He's okay. the creator of it. And we actually, as time went on years later – Robert and I trained to teach that program. We taught, and he and I both taught quite a few of those programs in Sydney, all across Australia. Wow. For many years. So there's a lot of, oh, cool. mm. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of old money and new graduates. We don't do that anymore. It's mm. taught by uh, other people. Mm. But, um, but yeah. And, but it changed my life. I mean, it, it was the right time in my life, as it is for most people when that happens. And uh, a whole new distinction on selling to myself, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Great. And um, I also heard, um, yeah, like, you you got some really amazing tra- uh, sales training courses, so you help people uh, improve their sales. And most um, mm-hmm. recently, I think you were in Vietnam, and you've got a, and you're able to help other people make a lot of phone calls, and they were able to raise millions of dollars, right, in U.S. dollars. Can you explain what happened there?
1: We we have an amazing program. We teach all over the world. It's called the Sales and Leadership Mastery Program. Mm. Some places we call it Sales Explosion Program. Same program. Yep. And in two days, what I do my best is to teach people how to sell and how to be leaders. But it's mostly about it's 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 the commercial side of selling. But it's also like I said, you selling you to you. Mm-hmm. And we take them do lots of int- very fun, very active, but very intense exercises, yeah. put them right in front of things. And then we debrief it and pull them through and give, allow them to lower their resistance mm-hmm. and their fears. And so by the end of the program, on the second day, toward the end of the program, we take all the pieces, put them together, and I put them through a selling drill, uh, which I won't exactly explain, mm-hmm. but... Because um, I don't want to give the program away, but in that, and I think in Vietnam we had we had a, a group of people that did 9.7 million U.S. dollars in sales in 10 Crazy. minutes. Wow. That was they had to pull out their phones and start selling, and and they had to we had to be real sales to real people, their own products, and they were blown away. They were completely everybody's blown away, and I'm not because I've been teaching that program for maybe almost 18, 20 years now in one mm. form or another. Mm. And every time I do the exercise, the same thing always happens. Yeah. And the purpose of it is to teach people that the distance between you and the income you want does not have to be, it can be minutes away. It's mm. a shift in the way you think. It's in the environment that you're operating in.
0: It's Hello are you there are you there are you okay now yeah yeah i think i just cut out for a second um yeah sorry about that okay. i think you were talking about um um the distance between you and your dreams is only yeah. a few minutes away so, yeah, yeah oh, so the great. reason we do that exercise is to show people that
1: the distance between where they are and the amount of income they want to make is not very far away. It could be minutes away, mm, that's it, you know, not years. And it's just and, and I take people through the process of how did we do that? How did you? And they they are blown away. For some people, it's more than they can even fathom. Mm. But the people that really get it go on and 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 generate tremendous sums of money. People say, "How do you increase sales in a business like eighty five percent?" That's a pretty big claim. I go, "Yeah, well, it's not hard. Particularly mm. for a small business, The double the." For those people that are listening right now, if you you got a small business, doubling your income is not a big deal unless you're already doing like ten million. that doubling ten million to twenty yeah. is, you
0: yeah. But
1: if you're if you're doing fifty thousand, go to a hundred thousand is not a big deal. Yeah. If you're doing a hundred thousand, going to two hundred thousand is not a big deal. Okay, mm-hmm. so, um, really, so and there's and I've spent my entire career teaching career. Trying to put the pieces together, what's the formula for making that happen? And so I teach that program. Um, I have a, a lot of my certified licensed trainers. And we have over 15 countries around the world. They teach the program, nice. and every single one of them produces the exact same results in the program. Oh. So it's really pretty fun.
0: That's awesome. Um, I, yeah, I just absolutely love that little mind shift that you just gave um you know the income that you want is just minutes away and yeah it is true we tend to think about that i have to get to i have to get some courses i have to get certification got to wait years for this but yeah i guess yeah you just pick up the phone and just call and you have to just keep selling right so that's amazing so cool Yeah. yeah yeah awesome um okay so then um speaking of overcoming the the challenges you also got a fantastic book called little voice mastery as well Um, so what's this, why did you write this book? There's a very interesting shift from sales, right?
1: Well, yeah, because the big issue, you know, selling is not very difficult. You know, Mm. find out what people want and help them get it, give it to them. That's sales. That's all it is. Mm. It's very simple. Find out what they want, put a proposal together and say, okay, so here's how we can handle that. Mm-hmm. If they have an objection, do they have an objection? So, okay, so here's how you handle an objection, here's how you make a very simple presentation, how do you close it? Not a big deal. I mean, step by step, it's a no-brainer, it's logical. Mm-hmm. But most people suffer. And I say that the reason people can't sell is not because the process is difficult. It's because the internal process is difficult. For example, if I said you call, I said, look, would you like to do you know anybody that like to lose weight? And you'll probably say, yeah, of course. And I say, yeah. everybody likes to lose some weight. So is that such a is that such a big deal? I mean, is there any secret about how to lose weight? I mean, really? I mean, just eat better food, drink water, <laughs> put bad shit in your body, you yeah. know, and get a little extra. Less- yep.
0: <sighs> you there? You still there? Yep. Yep. Here. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. So I said, so, so if, it, if losing weight is so simple, mm. why are so many people overweight? Yeah. Here's why. Because there's this thing in your head, this little chatter going on in your head, that's called your little voice. Mm. And if you don't know the little voice I'm talking about, it's the one that in your head that just now said, what little voice? I don't have a little voice. That's the little voice I'm talking yeah. about, right? That's one. And so, and so it's that little voice that sabotages everything. Mm. So I can teach people how to sell all day long. But the problem is, if we don't win the battle between the ears, they're going to still be afraid of objection. Their confidence is still going to go down. The first time somebody says, we don't like you, they're going to run away and hide. They're going to convince themselves they're not smart enough, not good enough, not whatever enough. All that stuff kicks in. Mm. The reason I wrote the book is because what Robert and my friends introduced me to back in the early 80s with Money and You, was the idea that the one thing in common with all the money I had made and lost, with all the relationships that had gone bad and good, Mm. was one thing in common with all of them. And the one thing in common was me. Mm. that somehow I was creating all of that in my life. And when I finally was able to understand that and take responsibility, I go, what is going on in my head Mm. that keeps I keep shooting myself in the foot? Why do I get angry at such stupid things? Why am I so impatient? Why all of these other things? Mm. so I, I went on a quest after that point in time to work with the, with the, with the absolute gurus on the planet that I could find that are experts what we call processing and clearing and getting back to the source of where are those thoughts coming from? Mm. Where are those emotions coming from? Where did you first get those? And how do you get rid of that? How do you reprogram all that stuff? So um, so I've spent hundreds of th- dollars, probably at this point, millions of dollars on personal coaching for me mm. over the last three years mm. um, because I know that the only thing that stands between me and what I want to do is up here. Mm. So I got And sometimes I don't even know why I can't, why am I confused? And once I go to a professional coach who's good at this, and some people are very good at this, some people aren't, is to unravel all that, boom, then everything breaks free. Mm. and it doesn't break free just in one area of my life it breaks free in all areas of my life yeah. so so the, the the so the reason I wrote the book is that most people don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on that kind of coaching and, and to do all those things so I wrote a book I said that thing in your head is what you call your little I call it your little voice Yeah. I yeah. noticed that now over all these years lots of people call it that so you know <laughs> I, I, I trademarked little voice master nice trademarked little voice but 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 that—that's what it's—that's what it's about. And so what I did took all of what I, the highlights of what I learned from some of the best gurus in the world, and summarized it in a very simple way so that people could read about what's going on up here and very easy, easily, elegantly handle it themselves. You know, to at least get themselves through. And and there's 21 techniques in the back. So if your little voice does this, do this. If your little voice does that, do that. You know, and, and those kinds of things. Um, it's a game changer. It's kind of like an operating manual for
0: your, for your, for your, your Mm. your, psychosis,
1: which we all have. So that's why I wrote the book. And I found that that book, I, I love the the book sales docs, but the truth of it is, is a person really going to increase their sales quickly? Little Voice Mastery is probably the first book you should read.
0: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Because yeah.
1: what it does is it gets rid of the number one saboteur in your life. Mm. Or at least doesn't get rid of it. It at least allows you to be aware of it and get it under control.
0: Because mm.
1: you're never going to get rid of it. I don't think you ever get rid of it. You're just able to see it, observe it, master it, not let it run your life.
0: Mm, definitely. I, I can see what you're saying is that you're removing mental blocks and those blocks really hold you back in future. Like you might have that belief that, oh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just not good at selling and therefore – you will live a life where you just can't sell. Right. And you just miss out on all those opportunities, but you, you help people remove those mental blocks and that's just going to really free people to, you know, live life. to that That's right. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you another good example right mm. there. In
1: Australia, right yeah. in Australia. And that you're all your entrepreneurs that deal with this one probably. Yeah. And that's this is that, you know, we teach people that if you watch sports, that one, you know, if you ever played sports, One thing you know that players do when they get a little success is they celebrate their wins, right? Mm, They give them a hug or a hug or a handshake, fist pump, something, right? Yeah. Well, the only challenge with that is in Australia, if you're still celebrating your wins, people don't look very kindly on that. It's called called tall poppy syndrome, Yeah. So, so if you say, look, we did our business did such a, you know, I'm so proud of our company. This is what we did. People go, ah, oh, he's bragging. Ah, yeah. uh, uh, don't listen to it. Right. And yeah. so what happens is people don't celebrate wins and, mm. and, and, and that can be very damaging to your, to your psychology. Mm. I'm not saying you gotta brag about it. I don't think you should have brag, but you should definitely celebrate it. Mm. You should be able to say, this is, look at what we did. I'm really proud of you guys. You yeah. know, and, all that kind of stuff. So these things that we think are no big deal, actually in the long run can, can become a very, very big deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah. I I also, I also heard a, um, a technique that you mentioned in a previous podcast. Um, where imagine like your, your little voice is a person sitting next to you on the couch and I was thinking (laughs) that is such a cool, cool analogy where, um, yeah. All the things that your little voice is saying, imagine that it's coming from a person sitting next to you. And you know, what would you think about that person? So I was like, Holy crap. Know. Yeah. You would think they were psychotic, right? Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> so, we could Lock him up,
1: medicate him, do something. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah. 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 That's yeah. amazing.
1: But, but see what, what everybody from Buddha to Christ to uh, Confucius that, you know, to every spiritual guru always says the same thing. Yeah. One of the things they say, the minute you can do that and, and, and look and step outside yourself and look mm, at yourself yeah. doing those things is the minute you begin to come, become conscious and you begin to come free, mm. begin to now be able to manifest what you want in the world. When the little boy, you are the little voice, the little voice is you. You you don't even know there's a distinction there, so you just believe everything the little boy says. You, you look at it and go, Oh my God, why am I saying that? What what I'm an angry? Look at me getting angry about some guy flipping me off on the roadway. Why am I? Why, why am I? The minute you're doing that, now you're you're, you're regaining control. Mm. And what will happen is then now a ripple in other areas to so become a little more conscious, a little more able, a little more scope, be able to handle bigger and bigger problems. You know, yeah. so yeah. So that's 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 the other reason I, I try to. It's the it's not you, it's the little voice. Yeah. It's the little voice, right?
0: Love it, absolutely love it. All right. So um, and you briefly touched upon this, which is um, the importance of um, building a team. So you know you want to encourage people, right? So if they're winning, encourage them. You build a team. You also wrote a fantastic book, um, Team Code of Honor. Is that right? And okay. um, yep, yep. So what's why did you re- write that book as well? That short that came after Little Voice Mastery, right? Yep.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, I love teams, and I've always
0: been on teams. And
1: I played individual sports as a kid, but yep. really, I, lo- I mostly love teams. Yep. Um, and I've been on team sports. Here's why. I realized early on is that. Well, let me go all the way back. I, I would say, in school, I was not a great athlete. I was like little skinny.
0: Yeah.
1: Couldn't run fast. I wore thick thick glasses. I mean, I just very healthy. So. Well, <laughs> it, it's,
0: I'm making up for lost yeah. time. Right? Okay.
1: But, but seriously, I was not, and I, and I did not like not being chosen to be on teams, and so I chose to create my own teams later. Mm. You know, it's like I'm, I'm going to be. I can't be on somebody's team I'm not fast enough. I'll create my own team. And I love teams. And what I realized this, that any, if you, if anybody listening to this right now has any kind of a dream of any size whatsoever, mm. then you automatically know that there's no way you're going to get that without some help. Mm. If you want to create something in your life, you're going to need other people to help you and support you. And that's, and, and the closer you bring them in, more of that, more of a team that becomes to you. So, uh, most people, the unfortunately, unfortunately, I think a statistic I read years ago said, i do not accurate it is, that the average business in the world is less comprises of less than three people. Now, that's considering if you add up all the General Motors and the ANZ banks and all that in the world, mm-hmm. and, you, and you say that in general, the average is only three or four people. Wow. Mm. The reason that people don't have teams is because they're difficult to manage. They're difficult to do. You know, and, and besides, you've got to have enough income to support a team. Mm. So my premise in the Sales and Leadership Mastery Program is not only do you need to know how to sell, not only do you need a team, but you then need to be able to teach everybody in your team how to sell. So yeah. you have an organization of everybody selling. Yeah makes calls on customers, but at some level, everybody's sales-oriented and income-oriented. Um, and if you do that, um, you have a very powerful organization, and you have a very powerful team. I tell people, they go, I don't have a team because I don't have <laughs> well, then That means that you got to learn to sell everything. What do you mean? I can't. I can only sell so much. No, I'm not talking about selling more products. I'm talking about you need to be able to sell your dream to other people. Mm. So, so oh, you come to me and you say, look, I'm starting up this business in Sydney and we're going to, we're going to start a training business in Sydney and we just want to revolutionize the entrepreneurial marketplace and,
0: mm.
1: and and I'd like you to be on my team and I'm going, okay, so why should I go to work for you mm. now? However you answer that question is going to determine whether I'm going to be on your team or not. Mm-hmm. And if your vision is compelling enough mm. I might even come work for you for free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Think about a franchise. That's a, you know, if you become a franchisor or you got a bunch of franchisees, you're not paying them. They're actually paying you to be on your team. Mm-hmm. It's a very, you know, you gotta, from an entrepreneur perspective, you gotta, you gotta wear the hat different. If you're thinking like, if you're an entrepreneur still think I'm like an employee. Yeah. You, you gotta think like a, a visionary. You think like a leader. What's your dream? Who wants to be a part of it? I mean, for many years, you know, why do people go work for Apple Computer? Mm. I mean, because they want to be part of something. And, you know, I interviewed one of Robert's, Kiyosaki's friends, who was a, a, a friend of his in the Marine Corps. And he was, a, I think, a two or three star general in the Marine Corps, um, not Robert, but his friend, in charge mm. of recruiting. Mm. Now, think about the armed forces. They recruit kids, basically, from the ages of 18 to 23, 24 years old. Mm. The pay scale in the military is not very high. Not the work good. is brutal mm. and you're putting your life at risk. But they don't seem to have any problem putting people in the Marine Corps. Why? And I asked him, I said, so why? He looked at me and goes, very simple. Because there's a part. there are some people that want to be part of something bigger than themselves that's true they want to make a difference and if you can be in the news of you starting your companies if you can be that person that really wants to make a difference and you can appeal to those people you'll attract people that i swear to you would work for you for free if they could afford it mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Yeah. and, and I, I get down numerous examples of teams that, that i mean i have you know i mean our bsc a training academy team is amazing you know mm-hmm. we ran into in Vietnam, not this, not, uh, you know, a couple years ago, and promoter dropped out. They, we there was nobody to produce the program. We had a client there, and I said we had, you know, what are we going to do? A couple of the guys got together. And said, don't worry, get on a plane. We'll meet you there. Six people from five different countries packed their bags at their own expense, got on airplanes, flew to Vietnam. We all met there, put on a great program for the client for four days. Had a big party that night at the end, and all everybody went home. That's yeah. a team. Why? And I would say, why are you here? Go the mission because we have a very strong mission in our business, and our mission is to improve the quality of life for everybody in this world by creating the best teachers, leaders, and facilitators in the world Mm -hmm. that change the way we learn, change the way we do business. And Robert, you know, people work for the Rich Dad Company for very little money because why? Because the mission is to improve the financial well-being of humanity. And they know that working there. He's going to teach him how to become financially intelligent. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah, yeah. right. So yeah, they don't care about the money because he says, I don't want you making your money here. I want you making your money in your own business out there. Mm. Passive income. So and, we, and you end up with the best people mm.
0: that way, because mm. <laughs> they're yes. not
1: there for the paycheck.
0: <laughs> mm. I love that. You, you, you know how to inspire people to, to, you know, um, Join your dream, and uh, you, you can visually describe that as well. So I remember; uh, it reminds me of when uh, I think when Steve Jobs hired the uh, CEO of Pepsi, and he walked into his office and he says, "Oh, um, you don't want to be selling sugared water for the rest of your life, would you?" <laughs> he said something like that, and then the guy was like, "Wow!" <laughs> and then he joined. Yeah. That's how he that's how he recruited the guy. So it's just amazing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So-
1: and, and John, oh, yeah, and and yeah, and that's true. And I think that. Um, for those of you that are listening and you're starting up, I'd have you to do a little gut check over the weekend yeah. or whatever, whatever day yeah. this is. And say, why are you doing what you're doing? Mm. If you're just doing it for the money, I mean, we all do it for the money. Don't get me wrong. I, you yeah. know, we go into business because we want the money, the lifestyle, the reach, mm. all that stuff. But you know, I, I think that the, the, you got to really say, say to yourself, why am I doing this? And you have, to, I, and you need to have a compelling reason, even for yourself, because if you don't, when bad times come, and they yeah. will come, mm. and they will come more than once. You better have a good reason to stay in there; otherwise, you'll quit, mm. you'll quit. and you'll be part of the part of the statistic that 90 percent of all businesses fail in the first mm. three years, that is not because of any other reason, because you didn't have a good sales pitch mission for yourself. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I'm very big. I, I, early in my career, I wasn't that big on mission and all that stuff. So, uh, well, well, you don't need that. But you know, as as you become an entrepreneur and as you have to face the adversity, mm. you have to you have to have you. You don't, don't have to. I can say that. For me, mm. I need to be playing a bigger game. Otherwise, it's not worth playing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So let's talk about you now. Um, okay. So initially I read your book sales dogs 10 years ago, fantastic book. And I think, I, I think I saw a photo of you look really good and you still look good now, you know, you're still looking very healthy as well. Um, so what's your routine? How, how do you stay healthy? Uh, curious, what, what is your routine? I
1: don't know. I, I, <laughs> I have a pretty intense routine. That's true. Yeah. I, yeah. I, do. Yeah, I I've learned that, um, I'm not sure if it's a good thing or bad thing, but I just learned. I became very disciplined about certain things in my life. Um, When I when I was in high school, I I wanted to play American football, Mm. and football is a great, very fun sport, but very brutal, very difficult. And I was very small, not very strong, and I got hurt pretty easily. Matter of fact, I got hurt so bad I got my second year playing it in high school. You know, they. I was. Had, had. I was in a walking cast from my hip down to my ankle for like okay. three, three okay. months. And I. And to come out of rehab, I started. I was asked by the cross country team to come run. And I liked running. It was fun. I ran, ran, ran. Became good at running. Uh, we went to state. We went to state championships. Um, but I learned on all those miles running on the road. I learned endurance. You know, I learned that I wasn't the fastest guy, but I could. I knew that I could last longer than just about anybody. I watched my dad growing up as a dairy farmer, milking about 70 head of cattle, twice mm. a day get up at 4 a.m. in the morning and milking them, and then milking them again in the evening. And he'd work from 4 a.m. till 10 o'clock at night and do that yeah. seven, seven days a week. And, okay. and he had incredible endurance. And I admired that, and so I modeled that. Mm. So today, my routine is like, I don't run at all anymore, but I work out six days a week mm. my diet is very restricted um i eat a lot of uh meat green vegetables fruit juice a ton, you know about four liters of water a day yeah uh, you start my day off with a mi- little miracle morning of, of a half hour or so of meditation and nice. affirmations yeah. and and goal setting and reading and mm. doing affirmation
0: okay
1: yep yep i'm doing a couple of books right now so this yeah, oh, well, yeah.
0: that's
1: yeah. It. Yep. Bailey Stoltz. Yeah. Ryan, Honda. he's a great. This that's is a good great book. book. Yeah. Really good book. Uh, yeah. This book by I Tolle, newer Earth. The yeah. reason it's a little dog-eared is because I'm reading it for the fifth time. Wow! Okay. I just I go through it and then when I'm done, I start over again. Wow! So I just okay. read like three or four pages every day, every yep. morning, right? and and so it's and then I do a, what is it? I know, a little gratitude journal
0: gratitude nice
1: and then every morning i do my gratitude exercise every morning and, right out and my wins at the end of the day and so i have this sacred time that i do and because um, being on the road a lot and traveling a lot and being on stage a lot requires a lot of energy yeah and i just cannot afford not to have the end i mean i i thrive on that energy so i yeah. tell people that people that work with me that want to do what i do I put them on the same kind of diet, same kind of routines. I say, you want to do what I do? You're going to have to do what I do,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, and, and so it's it's a life, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle choice. Mm. And uh, I do a lot of uh, clearing, processing. I get a lot of coaching. Um, I would say that on an average day, when I'm not teaching, when I'm home, uh, my counting my workout, uh, I probably spend two hours a day of, of Two hours a day doing all that stuff. Wow,
0: that's great. Right. You know, and, and you know what?
1: Oh yeah, mm. totally. And and I think and then when I studied great leaders, I found that most leaders do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to. You know, I just recently was in Thailand, went to a Buddhist temple, and um and they were teaching me how to meditate, and yeah. um, and the whole idea is what they say. I'm not Buddhist, but. The idea is that you got to learn to quiet your mind. You got to have a moment in the day where you just shut it off, mm. not go to sleep. I'm saying be conscious and awake, but shut it down. Let your mind go clear, mm. because otherwise your brain is like so full of stuff and conversations mm. and little voices, like looking into, into a muddy river. You can't see what's at the bottom. You yeah. don't even know what's there. Yeah, and you're, trying yeah. to make, you're trying to make decisions from there, right? Which is yeah. Be stabbing in the dark. So you can clear it, clear it out so it's nice, tranquil water you see 30 feet down.
0: Yeah.
1: And you start your day that way with a with some little motivation and some gratitude and all that stuff. Now your decision making for the day is gonna be way different than mm. if the first thing you do is you get out of bed and you're looking, you're checking text messages. Yeah. Checking your WhatsApp. I mean it's a completely different context to operate from. Mm-hmm. So I became very disciplined about doing this, and uh, um, I mean, I look out with a guy named Mac Newton. If you look him up, he's a eight mm-hmm. degree black belt, Taekwondo yep. master instructor. He's amazing in Phoenix. He's the uh, conditioning coach. He's got a Super Bowl ring, World Series ring. Amazing nice. guy. He's also my coach, and he uh, and he, he taught he he's been very, very instrumental in getting me to, to learn how to take care of myself, take care of my body. So what he does, is I'll be working out in his studio now, like this last week. I'm working out right next to a 24 year old major league baseball player, right fielder for the, uh, for the, uh, uh, for the angels. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid, 200 pounds, six foot, 200 pounds. I mean, he, And I'm working out next to this guy (laughs) and he's making me compete with this guy. Now I'm going to tell you that I'm nearly three times the age of this kid (laughs) and and he's having trouble keeping up with me. And so, and so, and and, and so I say that not to brag, I say that because that's, what's possible. Mm. It's totally possible. It is totally possible to have the body you want. I mean, everything get older, but you don't have to get old. Yeah, getting older is not the same as getting old. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, so I take a lot of pride in
0: that and it helps me and it's, um, you still got lots of energy, you know, like you're full of energy and yeah, you still go for it. It's great. Well, I mean, the question is, do you want, do some people
1: don't want to have a lot of energy? I don't know why, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, because it exhausts them. Mm -hmm. Maybe it feels funny to them. Um, This is just my natural state, and I just, mm. um, I just encourage people to be true to yourself. You know, mm. what I mean, I'm not saying to do what I do and all that stuff, but I'm telling you what, you you would not be getting on airplanes and going to four different countries and four yeah. different weeks, standing on stages in front of five five hundred people, a thousand mm. people, three thousand people, lighting it up, making sales. There's just you can't. That's not a low energy job. no, no. yeah,
0: it's really <laughs> tough. <laughs>
1: Writing books, managing a—you know—I got a twenty-five, a twenty-five-year-old, and, and an almost eighteen-year-old. Mm. I got a house in two, two houses in two cities. You know, it's mm. like, you know, if you want to live the life, live the life, have the life the way you want it. Mm. But it starts with ma- mastering the little voice up there
0: yeah yeah all right then um so one last question is um let's say that uh in front of you you were to step inside a time machine press a button and go back maybe maybe 20 30 years and talk to your younger self what would you say
1: 30 years ago okay so let me think of where I was 30 years ago 30 years ago would have been 19 what 19
0: give me give me the year that'll help uh, uh Will be uh, yeah, 1990, right? 1990, yeah, yeah, oh, okay, good. So that's two years after I got married, yeah,
1: okay. So, what would it okay? That's good, thank you. That that helps, a lot. okay. So, 30 years ago, probably been more helpful to say <laughs> yeah. you're
0: not that old, come on,
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, hold on to that thought, okay. So, but 30 years ago, when I, we first got married, um. There's a couple of things I would say to say that person. I, you know, trust yourself.
0: Trust yourself. I love it.
1: Just trust yourself. Don't worry. And 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 if, you, if there's one thing to get rid of in your life, there's only one thing you can get rid of. Get rid of your concern about what other people think about you. Mm. Get rid of your concern about what other people think and what their opinion is about you, because that is the number one killer of dreams on planet Earth. Mm you're worried about what other people think or what they don't think or their opinion of you because people will change their behaviors, don't trust themselves, all because of that that primary fear. So that's probably the biggest thing I'd say is, is don't worry about what other people think about yourself, trust yourself, and, of course, I would say uh, buy real estate earlier.
0: Mm, love that. Oh, okay. Hang on your business quickly I think the other
1: thing I would say for those of you that are entrepreneurs out there just starting, start with a team in mind now don't be led to believe that you're gonna be successful in business alone mm-hmm. it's just gonna delay and create more struggle in your life focus on putting a team together now you may go through lots of people it may have lots of ups and downs which will happen but focus on team now mm-hmm. okay Book team code of honor gives you the tools to do that. Create a code of honor or a set of rules that hold you guys together, like a Ten Commandments, Mm -hmm. um, and it'll take you through difficult times. But do that early, don't let don't believe that you're going to be the next LeBron James or the next uh, um, uh, Richard Branson and all that stuff that you're going to knock this out as an individual. Because Mm -hmm. the truth of it is, Richard Branson didn't do anything on his own, yes, it's all by. All about teams. Mm. So, um, those are the things that Brian said.
0: Fantastic. Alrighty then. So, uh, how can people get in contact with you then?
1: Very easily. You can go to blair.singer.com. Mm-hmm. Blairsinger.com, and there's a whole bunch of really great blog posts about sales, team leadership, mastering your little voice. We got lots of games, products, all kinds of stuff that you can do. A bunch of free diagnostics. Remember, if you want to go there check out the diagnostic link on the website and you can do a little test to see if your little voice is helping you or shooting nice. you in the foot. And then oh, I'll give you, give you a bunch of free information to, to help fix that. Awesome. Uh, but yeah,
0: check it out. Awesome. All right. Well, um, Blair, it's a true honor to interview you. Um, you know, um, I love the, the wisdom that you've shared with us today. I know you're going to be inspiring many people all around the world, entrepreneurs, business owners, startups, Everyone. And, um, you know, um, I wish you all the best for your future endeavors. And I know that, uh, you'll be just, you know, out there, just inspiring millions in no time. So thank you very yeah, much. Well, thank time. you
1: guys. Yeah. Thank you for having, for having me on the show and, ha- and for doing this on the podcast. Yeah. One other the thing where I forgot to mention, we're launching a whole new renaissance of marketing next week. Oh, yeah, So, cool. so go, go check us out on Facebook, on LinkedIn uh, Instagram, um, and, uh, Twitter and just go out there we're, we're, we'll be burying the world in great free content out there. So Love anything it. you want to know about any of those subjects, you just click and go. Okay. Beautiful. So go check it out.
0: Love it. All right. No worries. Thanks a lot for that. Blair. We appreciate your time. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Cool. All right. See you, mate. Bye.